shot at the plate. Here's the relay. Valentin in time. Welcome to Card Wars. Here are your hosts, Paul LaDuca and Caleb Keller. Oh, yes, indeed. We are back. I am Caleb. He is Paul. And we have spent 10000 large each of Cousin Sal's money on <laughs> cardboard memories. And Paul, it's been three months in the making for Card Wars, and we've come to the point where we are ready for the mega show of the history of the universe. I'm, I'm excited. It's been a, a, a grind. Uh, we've bought cards at many different things. And if a lot of people, uh, forget or haven't been watching, um, we've bought cards at the Knights of Columbus show in, in, in Indiana. We've bought cards, uh, in Kentucky. Uh, Caleb, uh, got a card from Hong Kong. Uh, <laughs> we've got cards from everywhere. It's been really, really fun. Pulled some cards out of packs, um, through this whole journey. And then finally we get to go to the national show coming up uh this weekend and and you know excited because we know a lot of people Caleb, that have been hitting us up on on instagram and on twitter that are going you know some people as well and, and hulk hogan is signing autographs ton of people signing autographs as well um it's just going to be a giant little i guess it's we call it our like it's a it's a comic-con it's a, it's a comic-con for card people listen this is when we all turn into little geeks and because I'm going to be a, a geek. And like you said, you could walk around that pavilion all four days and you you still are going to run into something new. That's how amazing the Nationals are. And the National Sports Collectors Convention, for those that don't know, it's in Chicago, just like a golf tournament, Thursday through Sunday. There's some amusings early on Wednesday for, for the VIPs and also, of course, the dealers setting up. But, you know, this this really has been a fun ride. You know, we started it with Jimmy at his shop, which is still very relatively new the Kentucky Roadshow Shop there in Lexington. We did the Instagram lives. We really built our following through that platform. And then, you know, what we're up against in this season of Card Wars is the fact that, you know, when we started this back on about April 1st, that was essentially the top part of the crest of the wave, right? Yeah. Now, since then, the market has trickled backwards. You know, I, I looked up today a couple of flagships. You know, the LeBron Tops rookie card, down 42%. Luca Prism rookie, down 28%. You know, mix them together, things down about, you know, 33% yeah. if you split the difference. Now, again, for perspective, of course, the market ballooned to get to that point, And now it has come back down to, to life just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But, but at the same time, you would think if we spent the 10000 right, and, and the market's down 33%, we're going to be up against it. But this is a show, and even though we're competing against each other, we worked as a team to find what we feel is the new grading potential um, suitor in the industry to really shake things up in the hybrid grading approach. And that is why we spent some time with our cards in transit to get graded. But HGA is really going to be the team that boosts up the potential profit for these cards. 100%. Um, and a shout out to Amanda West and her team. Um, they took this on with us, uh, Card Wars. Um, shout out to Jimmy as well. We know what Jimmy um, did for us. Um, we're going to be there um at trade night, which is going to be a big night too. But um, Amanda and TJ Lloyd over there at, at hybrid grading approach just have helped us out. They're graded our cards for us. Um, it took them a little while. Um, and we're excited because we really don't know what's going to happen. Kelvin and I, have, we, we both land at different times in Chicago and I, I land way earlier than Caleb. And, and it's going to be hard for me not to open up that box, but I'm going to wait for Caleb to get there. I'm going to go maybe, 
go lift some weights, get some, blow some steam off because I don't know how I'm not going to open up that box because you land like 10 hours after me. That box is going to be sitting in front of me. So our cards are sitting in the box. We don't know what they got graded. You know somewhat if you've been following us, we we bought most of these cards raw. Um, so the value, like Caleb says, will go up. And the hybrid grading approach, um, they're just doing the slabs the right way. They're tough on grading, um, which I think is very good. They're not just handing out tens. Tens are sort of like elephants, white elephants out there. You don't see a lot of tens when it comes to HGA. But, um, yeah, it makes a difference because if one of those does come up a 10 and a couple of our big cards that we did make investments um, with, if they come back big, they can be turned over very nicely. This is what collectors have wanted, though, is what hybrid grading approach is bringing out. You know, the AI or the computer scans, and Amanda was telling us, so the computer does the scan first, and it gives you down to the decimal point. It'll say the centering is a 9.57. You know, the edges are an 8.84. And then the human grader comes in afterwards Mm -hmm. and kind of rounds those to basically what the machine was telling them. So this is what we want is fair and unbiased grading. Number two, you get the beautiful slabs. You can color code it. You can make these things unique. And, you know, I, I got to say, I just got a, a recent PSA order back and somewhat was pleased and also somewhat was discouraged by the fact that, you know, the cards that are pretty popular that a lot of people are bringing in, you know, those are the ones they're grading hard. And meanwhile, the, the, I had a little stack I was joking about. I felt like they were somewhat hard on my Lewis Roberts. You know, everybody feels like that at some point with grading. But I had two players that I sent in that I almost regret. I sent in four Drew Locks, right? No. And I sent <laughs> in seven Se- Seku Dumboyas. My this guy story is unbelievable. This story is okay. unbelievable. Keep going. So, it's so four Drew Locks, which if I had it over, I probably wouldn't even send it in to pay for the grading. I hope he's he still got some hope, but I don't know. And then Seku Dumboya, this guy from France who at this point is looking like a bust. Eleven of them. All eleven got Jim Mintz. I mean, okay. it's unbelievable. Now, now, that's a plus, but I'm saying you couldn't find anything wrong. Meanwhile, the ones that I really wanted to get graded highly that are popular were getting nines a lot and even some eights. It, that's the problem you're having. It's like they're grading the player. So, like, it's like, okay, Drew Locks, we can give four tens now because he's not might not be the starter this year. The kid from France, even though France beat USA in basketball, okay, he's not this and that. Let's give these tens. But now, oh, wait a second. You, you, you just sent in 20 Olympic teams. The Olympics are coming up. Uh, we're only going to give you two tens. What? 18 nines. It's like whatever the value is. Now LeBron's. You send in any LeBron's. Good luck. Good luck getting a PSA 10 back LeBron. I mean, I could, I mean, literally could paint the card over twice and you're not, it's not going to be a 10 because they don't want it to be populated that way. And that's why it's just, there's so many PSA, they're doing it to themselves. They're going to overpopulate. The PSA 9 is going to be worthless, and they're doing it to themselves because they're grading on a bias of the player, this and that. No, it's on the card. Grade the card the way it's graded, and that's why I like HGA because a computer looks at it first and grades it just on pure whatever it is. doesn't matter what the name of the player is, and then the human comes over after and goes after that. I'm I'm with you, man. I see more PSA nines than I've ever seen that people are getting rolled back. But then you get 12, all four Drew Locks or tens. Come on, bro. Like, I mean, it's like it's it's getting ridiculously obvious. And you're hearing stories from everybody about it. 
Yeah, and you know, not only uh, ha- have we partnered with HGA for this season, but we really believe in what they're doing. I mean, we, we talked about it months in advance, so I'm so excited to get these slabs and tell the good people about the next grading company that's coming along, the future of the industry, who I really believe. So that is so exciting knowing that big box is waiting for us with all of our cards here from the season. But let's get right to the top. And I got to say, Paul, you, you really improved throughout the season. Like I know you, you, you basically just started buying cards this season. Like you, you, you had your collection, your family had a store way back when you were familiar with them, but you really hadn't started transacting until this season started. And in horse racing terms, your buyer speed figures were just blown through the roof by the time we got to the wire. Yeah. You know, I started out early and I invested a lot in Jimmy Butler and some Lucas. And then, um, it's pretty funny. I just was, uh, sitting in my bed one night and then next thing you know, I spent a thousand on Trey young. Um, and then they, boom, they made that playoff run. And then, um, yeah, I improved towards the end. Yeah. I got some, some cars and we're at at the end of this podcast, we're going to go over our, our cars that we picked up. And I picked up some cards later as we went on because I had some money left. I, you know, I went with Jalen Brown early. That obviously didn't pan out. Jeff McNeil's hitting 250. Mike Mount, uh, Mountcastle's been all right. So, but then I started just sticking with, you know, solid, solid guys and really starting to do more and more research. And the more and more you're on eBay, you start figuring these things out. And more and more you start wanting to buy cars. More and more you go back to shows. You really forget you can find some gems in the five, ten, and fifteen dollar boxes that a guys have plenty of, but you don't have that when you get them graded, they can turn into 50, 20, 25 dollars. I have a lottery ticket Lamelo ball that I paid thirty dollars for, and I know that it got a high grade from HGA. That was the one I asked them about, and it got a high grade. And I know that it's now worth about four hundred. That's what the HGA thing can do, or a PSA ten. It, it HGA just went made that card go from forty dollars. And it graded unbelievable. Now, if it would have been graded in eight, it's probably $40, but it was got graded pristine. It's now a $400 card. I mean, that's a complete, that's a, that's a game changer. It's just the bottom line. All right. So let's get to your biggest purchase, which I think might have been your most recent. We realized that for the Mets fan himself, Cousin Sal, I mean, we had to, to even though pitchers, they say don't sell well, but the elite pitchers do. Kershaw sells well to Grom, who we're going to get to, but you were really honing in on the DeGrom market, and you wanted to go towards the high end. You wanted yes. to go rarity. You wanted to go Bowman first. So tell us what you found, and then also, miraculously, a comp auction that landed the very next week. All right, so Cousin Sal called me out a tiny bit, because let's be honest, you bought DeGrom first, okay? So you buy this nice little autograph card, which is a sweet card yourself, but you buy it from Hong Kong. So like, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to get it in time to get it graded. So we had contacted TJ and Amanda. And I had been looking at this orange wig. Caleb, I've been looking at this orange wig refractor forever. So it's a, it's a sort of a white elephant of a card. It's an orange wave refractor um, um, from his rookie season. Um, I want to say in, in, in the PSA report, there's only been four been graded or four or five been graded, two been graded tens um, or one have been graded tens, a couple been rated nines. So I go on and I go on and I'm looking at the card and I, I really love the card. It looks very, very solid. Um, 
I bought the card for $600. Um, and I thought I made a solid purchase. I really did. Okay. So I figured out I'm going to get this thing turned over. So then I look over and I'm trying to find comps on the card. Can't find any, can't find any. And then boom, one pops up. There's an auction going on of a Beckett nine. It was graded nine. And I'm looking at my card going, wait a second. The one I just bought for 600 is better than this card. I mean, it really is. It's nice. And mine's better centered than this card. Meanwhile, this auction is going and it's at like 3,000, 3,200. The card went for 3,500 in the auction. Now, he's been on the DL since, but I honestly feel my card is going to get graded higher. I talked to TJ and I asked him and he said the card looks phenomenal. I think my card's going to be graded higher um, than the Beckett 9. So I'm most excited about that, the Grom card. And I bought it for Cousin Sal, and I know he's going to be excited. I just don't know it. Where's my point? $2,000, $2,500, $3,000, if somebody wants to give me the cash for it, I mean, what's the selling point on the card? You know what I mean? You've got, you've got the comp on your phone, which, again, was miraculous. Because a BGS, not, the market for BGS is low, plus the BGS 9 is also low. So the fact that this thing blew up for thirty five hundred. Look, if somebody give you two thousand, obviously that you almost have to take it off a yeah. six hundred dollar purchase. But yeah, I think that you you got to try to get up there to to that comp or even better. And I mean, the the thing about the the rare cards is the nine point still works well for a rare card. Yeah, for a rare card. Yeah. Now a liquid card where there's a zillion Lucas, a nine, you know, there's gonna be a lot of them, and then the premium starts to lower. But when you get a rare card, nine, you just stay out of the eight point five land. You get a nine point oh. It's what you want. Nine point five, obviously, is the cake. No, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Um, the more I've researched and been doing a lot of this, the rarity of the cards, like the Jockaboom, um, was another card. So. There, when you find out that these hard, hard, these cards are really hard, I didn't realize the kabooms are basically case hits. They're really tough to get. I mean, and they go for a ton of money. It's just the bottom line. So when I was able to run into one of those, I was able to purchase one of those. Um, that's like one of my other nice cards that I love. So I'm wondering what that grade's going to come back. But, you know, it's off peak. It's, you know, but it's a rarity type card that people will, I think, will come out and sell. So that's a card right now that's like around 1,000 to 1,300 that's ungraded. We'll see what it comes back with the grade. That's the excitement that's going to be when we do our Instagram Live on Wednesday night when we get the cards and we show everybody. Um, but, yeah, those are two of my big cards that I bought. I, I, I paid a little bit for the Jocker Boom, but um, I think hopefully it will grade out nice, you know? Yeah, and the one specific card I want to see is the most expensive card that I bought, which was the LeBron James Tops number 221 rookie. And I had this idea, and you kind of spurred me on to look at it, was to go back and find these BCC G10s, which were, you know, underpriced, and they were graded very easily. But I looked through the case on a lot of these, probably six, seven, eight, and I found the one that had the perfect centering. Now, I bought it, ended up going for 961. I mentioned the guy had a bad listing. He had a high starting price that's not yeah. good and then he had the high shipping 25 bucks he was building an insurance but that throws people off so 961 and now if this thing gets greater to 9.0 it, it might be a split i could maybe get 1200 for it. plus with taxes it was 1100 but yeah I'm, but it's it's not it's yeah, way too clean i'm super super confident that it's a 9.5 gem mint and i don't i've not seen one sell on ebay one other selling point of us going to hga is 
like these grading companies have been around for 20, 30 years. This just started. So if this thing does get a nine and a half, it'll be one of the absolute first Jim Mint LeBron. So if it's a 9.0, okay, maybe it's a wash. But if it's a 9.5, which I definitely think it is, now, you know, the PSA 10 gems are going for right at 4,000. You know, this could be a thousand up to two, up to 2,500. So I that is I, one of the best cards I've seen for the LeBron rookie. Yeah, I think I think this is like a win wager on an even money shot, Caleb. I think mm-hmm. you're gonna double your money on that card. I mean, it's I think it's all day, every day. You're you could sell that card for eighteen hundred. I mean, I think it's gonna be a nine point five. It was clean. And you're right. That was another thing. When you you have some of these lower grading companies, they graded cards very easily. But some of them, if you're able to just take your time and go through, I know it's very tedious and go through, you gotta just look and look at the images. And some of them, and the one that you picked out, I, I, I mean, you sent me multiple pictures of it sideways. This, it looks beautiful. And I wouldn't, it, I mean, I, it's got to be a 9.5. I know if, if you get a, a, a 10 back, I mean, that would be insane. But I still think you're in that $2,000 range no matter what when you get that card back at 9.5. Yeah, definitely. So the other big purchase for me was late in the season, I decided to try to put together the flashback set. It was in Prism. It was the same design as the 2012. I realized there was 15 of them. And I already had the Durant and the Trey Young. And I thought, started thinking, what if I could put the whole set together? So I got to it. And they seem rare because a lot of these players, they only have maybe four or five on eBay at a time that you could buy. So went through, got the whole 15, got them in, got them ready to get graded. And they were coming out. And, they, and I was inspecting them and, and talking to these people. And they, it was, this one was nice. And this one was nice. And, the, and then the LeBron came out. And it looked horrible. And it was a $400 card. Now I'm thinking, now I didn't know what to do. And then there was the Anthony Davis had a little mark, the Jason Tatum, and also the Gianna. So four of the 15, after I got the whole set, I'm like, I can't, I can't, I got to get another one of these. So I dipped back into the pool. Unfortunately, I had to buy another LeBron, which this one I bought a PSA 9 graded to crack out. Bought all 15, got them all together. It all worked out. Now they're going to go into HGA slabs. But what I'm going to do at the show is I want to put up a $100 bounty. If somebody at the show can find one other flashback silver set this year that's all graded, show me where it's at. I'll give them the 100 bucks because I feel that this is going to be the only one on the floor. And that being said, I'm just looking to take offers on it. It, it doesn't have a price combined. Let's see what the grades are. These 15, after I had to buy four replacements, are looking very, very sharp. So I'm so putting the got, whole bounty out. So you guys thought because of the LeBron and the and tell everybody about the honest. So all the Giannis's have a very fine little print line in it. You can't really find one that doesn't have it. The first one I had, it had the line, but it was very pronounced and it had some dots around it. It had like a a lot of imperfections. Whereas I got another one that had the subtle line, but it was a very, very clean copy. And and everybody, if you've, if you followed them, you know that that's just kind of a part of the gig for the Giannis. Yeah. So you've got about what, 1300 invested in the whole set A little more. It was, it was, it was 1600. And then uh, to to get the replacements, it ended up being about twenty one hundred. So that was a good chunk, twenty percent of my bankroll here on this set to put it together. Yeah, but the, the thing is, that's cool. Is that TJ was able? Um, the labels are going to be matched. So LeBron, um, he's if I'm not mistaken in his purple jersey. So yep. it's going to be a purple slab with the with the yellow boost uh, uh, burst. Um, so all fifteen cars will be graded. I still think I, I still think all of them looked great. I mean, it depends what they do with the Giannis because, like, 
the Giannis without the lines like a white whale. You can't mm. find one. If you can, it's like I don't. Know, I haven't seen one. It's crazy that it's just that product for some reason. That one I last thing you here. Get, you think you can get four thousand for it? You know, that's the hope. But but one last thing about that set specifically, which I think is a little bit ironic. In the set of fifteen, the LeBron is number six, and that is what he's changing his jersey number to next year. So you're going to see wow. the six on the HGA slab, LeBron. So so those are my two. A, a lot of my season. Paulie, as you know, was living in $25 land yeah. for the most part to try to get to 50, 75. So yeah. those are my two that have potential to go over a thousand. You have another one, which TJ did give us a little birdie that you picked up a football QB, a very coveted rookie, and he dropped a dime that you got a gym mint on it. And you're thinking you could get 1000 for your tops Chrome. Well, I, uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. I, I, uh, I had bought it and when I bought it on the internet and I was like, God, this card's pretty nice. And when I got, it came in the mail, I was like, wow, this thing's really nice. And it's his rookie card. His rookie card is numbered, I want to say, out of 250. Um, obviously, the numbers back then were a little bit higher. They didn't do 101s, 105s, and all that kind of stuff. And that came back okay. Um, it's around 800, 900, somewhere in that area. Um, and football season's coming up. And Russell Wilson is still Russell Wilson. So I thought him – um, I got a couple sneaky other cards. I picked up a Manny Machado rookie who's starting to come on a little bit. Um, that I think is going to get a nice little grade. And the other part is, I think that the big guy that's going to help us out a lot and maybe put us over the top is going to be Lamelo Ball because mm-hmm. you and I have a lot of Lamelo Ball um, and a lot of Trey Young and a, I, and a Trey's graded a lot, but a lot of Lamelo's new stuff is not graded and. We are going to have a lot of his stuff graded. You have um, one of the crown royals. I have one right. of the yellow parallels. Um, we got some good stuff from LaMelo. I got the lottery ticket. You got some other stuff. We have a lot of his his base rookie cards that, man, we paid $22.50 or $25 at the Knights of Columbus show, and they're going to be graded. So LaMelo is going to be a, a key cog because we spent some money on him, and not a lot of his cards are graded, Caleb. You know, ifs and buts are like candy and nuts. But I'm looking back at my roster of what I bought, and you know, I feel like I was I was onto something that was emerging with a whole big chunk of mine being Kevin Durant. But at the same time, you know, they couldn't get past the Bucks because of all my Durants. You know, it, that, that series two matchup of Bucks versus Nets looked like it was a de facto NBA Finals, with all due respect to the other teams. But oh, one hundred percent. So, so you know, Durant. He didn't, you know, he didn't advance to the finals. He did, I think, next year. Like they're two to one on the finals next year, and then the uh-huh. second choice is like seven to one. But he didn't necessarily build his legacy this season. And he also, you know, the the USA angle, you know, they're scoring seventy six points versus France. So I feel like I was, I was I was on the verge of having this Kevin Durant stack just completely blown up. And I think, unfortunately, it's probably going to take another year to do that. Yeah, I know, but I think you still sell. Like, listen. I did the same thing. I mean, I went hard in, hard early on LeBron, and his cards are all down right now. And again, they get knocked out, but they'll still sell. I mean, it's just the bottom line. Those are kind of cards that people are now looking at somewhat. Okay, we can buy him. We can we can buy that. Now, did Chris Paul's cards take a hit? Did Devin Booker's cards take a hit? DeAndre Ayton's cards sort of blew up. Now, are they going to come back down to earth? So. It's going to be very interesting. And now we're on the cusp of the MLB coming towards the playoffs or, mid, or you know, to the second half towards the season and training camp. So football is going to be dead hot. 
in, you know, at the Nationals. I think that's going to be the hot sport. But I think a lot of people will be buying basketball as in the investment for next year. So I think Durant and LeBron might not go for a lot of money. We might have to be awash on some of our stuff and not lose money. We might not make a ton of money on that stuff. But I think a lot of people are going to go in and invest in that because they know LeBron and Durant are going to go back up eventually. I mean, it's just the bottom line. Let's be honest, okay? The Phoenix Suns had a 2-0 lead with a full healthy squad besides Sarge. Kevin Durant almost beat the Bucks single-handedly by himself. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. I mean, that's how great of a player he is. And, you know, we can kind of joke about where we start. I mentioned you got better throughout the season. You know, I started out, again, I, I just can only laugh about my Jorge Soler purchases early. But the one thing about me blowing <laughs> like two, 300 on Jorge Soler, which is essentially worthless, is that I guess it was only 3% of my stack to realize, look, I, I got to start going Jeter, Durant, Tatis, Mahomes. Yeah, you just made some smart calls with Tatis, which I didn't. But well, keep on going, yeah. But when you get a, when you get a top like let's say this Mahomes, I got a sweet looking red die cut. I paid forty bucks for. Look, let's say he gets a nine. Like I can put a premium on that because if this guy doesn't want to buy the Mahomes that's affordable, then the next guy will. Like I don't, yeah, I, I don't need to talk anybody in to buying a Mahomes or a Tatis or some of these big stars that can't miss. No, you're right. If the name, it, you're right. Those kind of guys you don't come down on, like. It's it's the whales. Like obviously, if you have a Luca nine, there's gonna be a ton of Luca nines. But if you have a Luca ten, hey, I'm not going down on the Luca ten. Yep. I'll give you a deal on the Luca nine. So you know, there's there's certain ways to handle a lot of this stuff. I send in a ton of Luca stuff, um, and I know that one of them is gonna come back really nice. But I know my prism's not a, not a ten. I know it's a solid nine, nine and a half. It's not even a nine and a half. So. Um, I think it's going to be like a nine. So I think it might be a wash because I paid like 250 for that card. I made like 260, but I think I can sell it for like 400. Somebody give me three, 400. And sometimes you got to take a wash and then, you know, you, you got to be able to learn, especially in this game, just like anything else. It, you can cut your losses and then I get my money back. Hopefully on the DeGrom card, hopefully on the jaw card. Like you got to be able to stay within like, you know, you buy a LeBron card for 100, LeBron's down a little bit. I can I'll sell it for 125. It's still a $25 profit. $25 is $25. You got to keep going towards your goal because you know you still got those couple whale cards that can go for anything. You don't really know. You know, I was telling the guys at extra points uh, here before we started this season and I think you would probably agree is that you know we don't fancy ourselves as salesmen. I think we would call ourselves investors and we know about cards. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to find out how good we can sell. And I'm going to take it as a challenge because I'm actually looking forward to it. Plus, I believe in the cards and the slabs and HGA that we have. So I think it's going to be a pretty easy sell. But, you know, this is a time where, um, you know, I guess if you're hoping to get 275, you got to put 325 on it because pe- people don't want to just, whatever the sticker is, they're going to be wanting to do some bartering. They're, they're so obviously, you got to put that thing up 10, 20% to barter to get back to what you actually want for the card. No, that's true. It's true. Um, thought about whether I want to even put stickers on the cards or not. I mean, sometimes you want to read the, the person or, or do you want the person to ask, you know, what, what do you think? I'm thinking stickers because as a buyer, I, it, it does annoy me that uh, if they don't have stickers, you got to ask on everything. So I think I, I'm, con- I was considering that. And I think probably doing some yard sale stickers on the outside of the, of the sleeve that the graded card is in, Yeah, you know, I think that, 
marking them up a little. And people are people are fine with okay, whatever the eBay comp is, which is everybody's kind of worst enemy at the show. And like I said, I hope that the Wi-Fi is going to be down, like everybody says it will, which it should be to make it a a good fair market. But people say, all right, well, mark them twenty percent above eBay for a few reasons. Number one is you're missing out on the taxes. Uh, Number two, you can see it there in person, and number three, you take it in your hand. So yeah. whatever the eBay comps are, I think it's fair. And, a, and on podcasts I've been listening to, dealers are concurring. Whatever the eBay comps are, let's add 20 to 25%, and then we'll go from there. Smart thing. I mean, it really is. I mean, um, I mean, I, and I can't even respond to that. I mean, it's, it's a really sharp thing to do. And the bottom line is you can get the card graded if you want to get it graded by PSA. They're charging a, a lot of money. Um the interesting night's going to be – it will be Thursday night because that's what they call the trade night. And I want to see what goes down there. That's going to be the interesting night. You know, like there's going to be some whale, whale cards. And I want to see what kind of whale cards are going to be going on, whether we have any that can compete. I think we're going to be just fine um, to see what happens. But there's going to be guys with cash. There's also going to be guys that don't want to trade cards too that maybe you think you can get a little bit better deal on. I think that's going to be the interesting night to start it off. And that's Thursday night, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Caleb? And that's where we're looking to do our damage. Because like I said, I mean, the, the, the chips have been plotted against us a little bit, right, for this $10,000 investment. Again, to start the show, the market has pulled back off of a rocket high about 33%, right? Also, you know, we, we, we partnered – with Jimmy, but he's hanging out with our man Santiago at their booth. And then, you know, HGA, they've got a booth, but they're taking submissions and doing demonstrations. So we're selling these things out of our backpack, right? On the floor, mm-hmm. no vendors passes. And we're going to look to do our damage at trade night. And by trade, I mean, we give you the HGA card, you give us cash. So we're basically going to be selling at a table at the trade night. And that's where we have to do a big chunk of our damage is at that night specifically. Yeah, I think we're better off this way. We've talked about this. We were thinking about doing the table. We were thinking about doing this and that. But I think, I think I've heard a lot of guys sell. Listen, you sell more out of a backpack, a lot better. Guys like it a little bit more. So Caleb and I want to be out of the backpack actually now because we were thinking we want to go around every single table and see every single guy. By the way, if I buy something through you, if we make a trade. I'm going to have some cards with me. I know my autograph's not worth much, but um, I'm going to sign a card. We're going to bring my, some of my own cards, um, about 100 or so. And whenever we make a trade or forever somebody buys one of my cards, I'll, you'll get an autograph card with me. I'll put Card Wars underneath there or whatever you want. Um, but, yeah, I mean, um, I'm excited for that as well. I think selling out of the backpack – you can get guys that have cash and then they can just stuff it right in their case and try to resell it right there. I mean, it's up to them what they want to do, but yeah, Thursday night's going to be a giant night. I'm hoping that I, I'm hoping that the the Grom can get me off to a good start. Cause if the Grom gets me off to a good start on the trade night and I can get like three or 2,500 for the Grom, you know, I'm 30% there to the 10 and I think I can be able to coast and get over and get cousin Sal a little bit of money and then uh, you can you can go fishing for a little bit longer. <laughs> now, uh, one thing that I've I've seen that's missing when I watch these the content coming from shows is that, and me and you are lucky enough to work in television, is that nobody brings the microphone. Mm-hmm. You got it's just a camera, and then you hear the ambiance of the room. You can still hear, but it's not great. So we bought a two lavalier mic setup, the one that you got to run up through your shirt and it clips on. So when and if 
at the show, if you're listening, if you want to get serious about doing a deal with me and or Paul, we're going to hook you all up to the microphone and, and we're going to record the negotiations for the deal. So we're going to have two hot mics there at trade night or really walking around anywhere if you want to get hooked up mm-hmm. and do the deal. So we're going to have uh, we're going to have negotiating on camera here for these deals. Yeah. And I think the other part about this, too, is um, Wednesday night when we open up our box and we do our Instagram live. If you want to buy the cards when we open up our box True. and make us an offer, we're more than welcome. Um, and if you're at the show um, when we're doing our Instagram live on Wednesday night, um, yeah, we'll, we'll meet you at Applebee's. We'll meet you and have a beer with you. Amy. Yeah, let's let's go have a beer and sell some cards, man. Listen, our goal is to make Cousin Sal money, and we got to grind it away. We got four days to grind it away, and like. Um, and we're going to keep you updated on social media, what we paid for cards. Um, we got some cards that we paid, you know, a couple hundred, we have a lot of cards that we paid a hundred, 200 for, we got some Jeter rookies that are going to come back. We'll see how they come back. My Larry Walker rookies. Um, he's going in the hall of fame. He's actually signing out the nationals. Um, so you got these little cards that are going to go for 50, $75, hopefully. So we'll keep you updated on all the stuff that we put on, um, on social media before, but, yeah, it's like it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a grind, but I'm looking forward to being a sort of, somewhat of an auctioneer. Nah, it's like gonna it. be a whole new world. Never been to the nationals. Never really sold cards like in hand. I've done some star stock, but that's just digital trading. I've never worked at a deal and handed over a card for cash. So all this is gonna be to some degree. Let me ask you something. Is this gonna be like like hard for you to give away the cards? Like, are you one of those people that has the t- attachment issues, Caleb? Um, yes, I do. <laughs> but, but listen, so I, I was, I was, I was, some of my other cards, my personal collection, I was looking at them last night. If it was even on the fringe of me wanting to hold on to it, I was like, and I put it back into my little safe that I got in the closet. So, it, <laughs> so what I'm taking in my backpack is all going to be liquid and I want it all gone. The ones that were iffy, I don't want to show off anything and, and have somebody talk me into a deal on a card I don't want to get rid of. So the ones that I had have the emotional attachment to are safely put away in my closet. But Everything else in that backpack, Paula Duca, it's for sale. I'm with you. Everything in my backpack is for sale. Like there's like everybody says, everything has a price. Now, Indecent Proposal was an awful movie. And if somebody ever did that to my wife, they'd get punched right in the face, even though I'm not married. But everything has a price. Besides okay, so- your wife. Okay. We don't want no home records around here. Okay, please. Okay, let's go. Uh, So July 29th, that is this week. If you're listening here uh, live, it's just a few days from now. The Nationals begins. This is the crescendo for card wars that we've built up to. Our 10,000 is banked. HGA, they have been kind enough to partner with us and to put it into their slabs. Jimmy from the Kentucky Roadshow, we're going to be hanging out with him, doing lives. We're going to be at his trade night along with Card Collector 2 on Instagram. Ryan, PJ Washington. The lottery pick's going to be there for the Hornets yeah. signing. And He's going to be doing a private signing. Caleb and I are going to be there. We're going to bring along TJ Lloyd with us. TJ, obviously, with Amanda from um, HGA, who graded the cards. Uh, Amanda's not going to be there, but TJ is going to come along with us. So we got everybody there. Everybody's going to be on social media. You can go on our social media, at Jersey Mojo. Um, I'm Latuka16, HGA, Kentucky Roadshow. Um, and I'm forgetting one more Instagram, but there's going to be so many people that we're going to be sending stuff back and we're hoping to 
get some great stuff. And we, we also want to get for not just for, you know, our stuff. We, we want to try to get the whale trades. There's going to be some trades that are going to be insane. True. You're going to see $100,000, $200,000 cards get traded for other $200,000 cards that we want to get for you. That, that to us, I mean, you know, obviously that's not in our league, you know, what we're, what we're doing, but for you to see that, I wanted you guys to see how it really goes down because it goes down like the old West. It's, it's a $200,000 card for a $200,000 card. And these guys do a handshake and they exchange the cards. And I think that's going to be cool. Hopefully we'll be able to get these guys to agree to mic up. And I think they will and get them mic'd up, see the negotiations and see how it goes, because you're going to see some crazy, crazy cards um, get graded. And, and a, a lot of cards are going to be crazy that I've, that I guarantee that you and I, and I've been around the block. I've seen a lot of old cards. You've been around the block with a, a lot of these new cards, I, but I bet you we're going to see some cards. Like we're going to be like, Whoa, where'd that card come from? And I think that's going to be the interesting part, you know? So there it is. Show starts on Thursday, but the real deal starts on Wednesday night at Jersey underscore Mojo at Paul Dubik's 16. We're going to be opening up a big heavy box of the hybrid grading approach with all of our cards that we purchased here on card wars and we're going to see who wins who sells more by the time the dust settles on sunday it has been fun stay tuned check out our instagrams this week we're going to be blowing up social here throughout the weekend the nationals card wars we're going to meet together and until we talk next time we hope that all your rookie cards are gems.